You're listening to The Fully Occupied Show, presented by Occupier. Hey everyone, Matt from Occupier here. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Occupied Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe on your favorite listening platform or just shoot us a note at marketing at occupier.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on future guests, topics you'd like to hear about, ask us any questions you have, or just say hi. Enjoy the show. Wilfred, welcome to the Fully Occupied Show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, give a quick introduction of you, silo fit, however far back you want to go. Sure, sure, that sounds great. Um, so I'm the CEO and co-founder of SiloFit. SiloFit is essentially a network of micro gyms that you can rent by the hour using an app. In addition to that, we're also building a technology platform for fitness professionals to run both their physical and digital business through our network of spaces. And uh, we started the company about three years ago. Uh, really the, the impetus behind the idea was just, I wanted a place to work out that was private, um, where it was on my own, it was on-demand paper use. There was nothing really in the market in Montreal like that. It was just a bunch of gym memberships and either it was too expensive or the places were too busy at lunchtime. So I thought, why not build a better gym? And that was kind of how it started. And, and the way I looked at it, I was, I was looking at the market and said, hey, there's probably a really great opportunity if we want to create micro gyms to convert small unused spaces like unused office space. And, uh, and that's what we did. We essentially built our first space. The other reason as to why I saw a huge opportunity in this was because at the time, you know, I was looking at the market and I said, well, there's real estate as a service in office space. There's real estate as a service in storage and retail, but there's no one really doing this in fitness. So that's, that's really what led me down the rabbit hole of saying, okay, there's probably something, something here. We just got to figure it out. So we launched our first space uh, about, about two and a half years ago. Within a month, we were fully booked. It was all pretty much personal trainers using our spaces. And we very quickly discovered that the value prop of the space was certainly to users in providing a clean, uh, a clean space to work out that was really private and high end. But in addition to that, for personal trainers, it was amazing because they could run their business through SiloFit and make much more money. So if you look at it, the standard gym takes a 60, 70% cut of a trainer's profits. And whereas if those trainers work out at SiloFit and train their clients at SiloFit, they're only paying $20, $40 an hour. So they're, they're making about 40% more versus if they worked at a gym. So, uh, so that's, that's how the company started. And uh, now we've evolved to about uh, 20 locations across Montreal and Toronto, and we're expanding uh, to the U.S. Awesome. Do you have a background in, in the fitness industry, or are you just a guy that liked to work out and just was annoyed by like having to go to the gym and like wait for a machine or you know having to be surrounded by too many people like like I'm fascinated by like the decision that you made that like what exists today like isn't good enough for you I, I think more so it was um the fact that you know I always wanted to be an entrepreneur I love entrepreneurship I love coming up with ideas I always you know doodle and write things down and and uh, I, I think that's my outlet of creativity but uh definitely you know in terms of fitness I I wouldn't say I, at the time I had a passion for it. Um, I certainly liked working out, but yeah, as, as a casual person in fitness, um, there wasn't really something that was convenient for my needs. I was also kind of 
pretty skinny at the time. So I didn't like, I was very self-conscious going to the gym. I remember one guy laughing at me when I was doing pull-ups. So that was where I decided like, okay, you know, this gym, gym intimidation that exists shouldn't actually be there. And there's probably a better way to allow people to feel comfortable. So that, that was certainly a part of it. Now I work out three to four times a week. I use actually the silo right next to my place in Montreal. Absolutely love it. And just being a user of the product allows me to really think about ways to bring greater value to both our, our client base of trainers and users. Yeah. Walk us through what it's like to just be a user, not the, not the trainer. We can, we can get to that in a sec. If I'm a, just a consumer who's looking for a place to work out, like how, how does the process work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's pretty simple. You just download the SiloFit app. You then look on the map for a space near you. Then you book it for an hour or more. And then once you uh, once your reservation approaches, um, so say 15 minutes before your, your start time of your reservation, you'll get a unique pin code for the door. You use that code to unlock the door. You walk in and it's really your private space. It's completely empty and no one else is allowed in unless you share that code with either a friend or your personal trainer, for example. And you have uh, some great amenities, including uh, a private shower. Um, all our bases have a unique silo scent as well. There's augmented equipment. We just finalized a commercial agreement with TechnoGym that will allow you to, uh, to basically train in, in a very high-end environment with very specialized equipment from TechnoGym. Um, you know, it's just incredible products that they've developed. So very, very happy to be including that. And, uh, and you also have a TV, a speaker system, so you can watch Netflix or play your own music. So really it's a space that's convenient to, to do what you like and, and have your own vibe and feel. And you don't have to worry about cleaning it up because you guys come in and freshen it up for like the next guest. Yeah, I think definitely. And I think there's a distinction between tidiness and cleanliness. We okay. ask all our users to be tidy. So in other words, put their weights back. But, you know, throughout the pandemic, we actually uh, clean all our spaces as well and disinfect them after every use to ensure that everyone feels comfortable using them. And given the low volume, um, you know, the, like, for example, there's only one to two people in a space on average. You know, people feel pretty safe using, utilizing our locations, given the fact that we're disinfecting them after each use. Yeah, certainly been in the situation where you go to the gym and you go to sit on a bench or something and it's just covered in somebody else's sweat and you're like, why? Like, this is gross. Um, yeah. uh, the techno gym concept is interesting because I would imagine you have to solve for a pretty wide array of like how people like to work out, right? Like you could have somebody who wants to do like yoga or Pilates or somebody who wants to, you know, lift heavy weights or, you know, do MMA training and stuff like that. Like, are there any corners of like the, the workout world that you guys like don't touch right now? Or, or can I pretty much do anything in one of the silos? You could pretty much do anything. I'd say it also depends on the equipment in the space. Like some of our spaces do have boxing bags, some don't. Um, some have treadmills, some don't. Um, but we definitely gear certain spaces towards certain clients. Like, uh, for example, we're opening a new location that's more of a low impact space where it's meant for Pilates, yoga, and so on. Um, and then some of our other spaces are definitely more for heavy lifting, et cetera. Cool. So let's talk about the physical trainer, because I think like it sounded like that seems like one of the main areas of growth for you. If I'm a physical trainer and I'm just looking to build my client base, now I have an alternative that's much lower cost. It's probably more convenient for my clients, too, because like I don't have to tell them to go to this like one certain space. I can meet people elsewhere. Do you do you sign up physical trainers kind of on an exclusive basis? 
for your spaces? Are, are they just using you as kind of an extension of their own business? Talk a little bit about that business model. Yeah, our business model is that we really want to empower trainers to build their own business. So what we're starting to see in the market is that they're effectively unbundling themselves from gyms because they're realizing that they hold a disproportionate amount of value versus what the gym really, really has or offers. So in other words, the trainer is the one creating the program for their clients. The trainer is the one that's really creating that relationship with the client. And yet the gym is taking, you know, such a big cut of their profits. So a lot of them throughout the pandemic have realized that, well, if I build my business online or try to, you know, do it in parks throughout the pandemic, they, they can definitely make a, a greater cut. But now with things coming back to normal and clients wanting to do in-person workouts, they're kind of stuck where they're saying, okay, well, do I need to go back to working at a gym and them taking a huge cut in order for me to service my clients. And that's where SiloFit comes in. I think it's a unique opportunity where we empower trainers to continue to build their own brand and business while providing them with not only a location and space, but a, a suite of software tools that allow them to effectively run their business much like they did at a gym. So for example, lead generation, payment processing, scheduling, and so on is all built in into our app. So talk a little bit about how the kind of work out from home revolution competes with what you're doing. Cause I think if I'm like the people that you described, I want to get out of my house, right? I want to, I want to get back to the gym. I want to get back to my office, get out, see people, you know, try to get back to as much as a normal life as possible. But I did buy a Peloton during the pandemic because I, I needed to do something to like, you know, to work out. So I think, um, you know, it's interesting to see like, are, are those, home fitness model is going to be sustainable going forward or will they plateau because people that want to go back to the gym or want to meet with their personal trainer? How do you look at yourself like either competing with them or, or, or being somewhat, um, you know, synergistic with them? Mm -hmm. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We were just, I was talking about this with someone, I think everyone decided to buy a Peloton and get a dog during the pandemic. So, <laughs> so two, two common things. Yeah, the, um, the more extreme thing would be like to then have a kid. So like if you that would be like the triple whammy, the Peloton, the dog, and the and the COVID baby. Yeah, yeah. That and mixing cocktails um was a common common trend as well. So, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I think what we're gonna start seeing is a hybrid fitness regime. So in other words, you're gonna be like most people are probably gonna be doing 50% at home or 40% at home and then the rest out of gym. But I firmly believe that most people aren't going to be going to the standard gym. I think what they're going to want is some degree of variety in their workout regime. So they're probably going to be going to like a, a mix of things like spins, like more studios and specialized classes. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to be at home using their Peloton or doing a home workout when they're working from home. And then when on the days where they go to the office, say it's three times a week, we're probably looking for some sort of specialized fitness studio or some sort of experience. And that's where we fit in really well. So we're building both that physical and digital component where when you work out at home, we actually have workout programs that are built so that you can say, I'm working out at home today. It gives you a list of exercises, or you could flip the switch and say, well, I'm going to a silo today. And it says, hey, here's how to use all the equipment in the space since you're doing your workout in the space today. So that's kind of the ways that we're adapting our technology and our service offering to be really hybridized for a work at home and, and office environment. Cool. So you can almost kind of choose your own adventure. Today, I want to ride my bike. Tomorrow, I want to lift weights. I got to yeah. do some stuff from home. Or you know what? I'm going to the office today, so I need to you know book a workout at lunch at a silo. 
Exactly. Um, exactly. Whereas like previous, it's like, oh, if I want to do all these things, I need to either like pay 30 bucks for this yoga class and then 25 bucks for this CrossFit class. I got to have equipment at home. It becomes expensive, right? Like mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. too many options out there. And I think the fitness world before that, like you need to pick one because you can't just be all over the place, like having multiple memberships at like multiple gyms. Exactly. Exactly. What is the, like, kind of what's the target demographic for you guys? Is it, do you see younger people using your silos more than older people is, I mean, it, it sounds like you're focusing on urban, urban areas to begin with. Is, is there a certain kind of like, you know, persona that you guys target? Well, certainly, I mean, we look for, um, it's typically people that, you know, have a moderate to high income that's, um, you know, age between say anything between 25 to, to 45. Uh, it's along those lines that work in the downtown area, but but in reality, you know, we can look like there's definitely people that are above that age bracket who use personal training. I think it's anyone who's really like typically using personal training is is of interest for us, um, because that like we view personal trainers as the conduit towards the broader market. Like I, I view Silof as a B two B two C product where really we're selling to the trainer. Each trainer has on average ten clients. They bring them to the space. So. So trainers are really the life and blood of our business that are that are helping support Silofin and bring their clients to our locations. Well, shifting over to the, like the real estate side of stuff, I imagine you know that's a big component of how you make your decisions, whether it's location driven, space itself driven. Talk a little bit about your your thought process with, you know, not only like the markets that you're entering into, but also, uh, you know, I'm a real estate guy, so I'm just fascinated by like thought process behind like site selection how you negotiate your leases, like how you see the real estate world kind of adapting to these more flexible models like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we choose our locations based on a variety of factors, including density in the area, a certain level of fitness interest, which we do using online programs. Like we can understand whether or not within like a one kilometer radius, how much people are Googling fitness terms in that concentration or that area. So there's definitely some qualitative and quantitative factors that we're looking at as well. Obviously, if there's commercial buildings or residential buildings, what's the age group in that area? Is it hitting the major arteries of the, of the city? Uh, things like that. And then one of the top ones is like, we definitely like to be near uh, other gyms. So, I mean, for us, opening a silo next to uh, an Equinox or a Good Life or whatever isn't really a bad thing, in fact because we almost become a spillover space for personal trainers. So to, to run their personal training business, I kind of view this, this product or this business as an unbundling of the gym. Like how can we unbundle the parts of the gym and make it super efficient? So there's the personal training side, which are in the silos. Then like in a standard gym, you can do consultations, you can do um, you know weight analysis. So those activities happen in what's called silo hub. And that's a unique space where we offer uh, those, those amenities and services. And then we're finding creative ways, like say trainers want to film themselves. Well, we're going to open silo studio, you know? Um, and so there's all these different ways that we can kind of decentralize or unbundle the gym to just make it way more efficient from a cost per square foot basis and from a margin perspective, which, which we're doing quite well on. Cool. Are you looking primarily for like street level retail spaces? Are you looking at like class B office space that's just underutilized? Like what's the, what's the like wheelhouse type of space? Mm -hmm. I'd say it's the latter. Um, we're typically looking for, you know, for underutilized office space retail. I think that's why most often gyms struggle 
is because they look for retail space and they look for foot traffic to really sustain their business. Um, you know, we're in the 21st century now. Like, I think that it's no longer about foot traffic. It's about eyeballs. So we don't really care if you can see us on the street. You can find us on the app and we'll give you the directions to go to the space. So that's, that's really the way that we look at it. And, and it obviously becomes far more efficient and economical from a cost per square foot basis and the amount of rent that we're paying uh, and so on. Have you, um, in, in, part of, in part of your kind of discussions with landlords about signing leases, do they view you guys as a potential amenity for their buildings? Is it something where the conversation is, look, now you have a gym in your building. Granted, everyone needs to book it through an app. It's not like a office building gym or like a hotel gym or anything like that. But I'm just curious if that is seen as kind of like a, a value add kind of amenity to the, to the property. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is an amenity to the building. And then, and, you know, actually one of the things that we're doing too, to provide further value is we're offering corporate deals. So we're, we're creating a whole line or, or new product line around uh, corporate wellness. So in buildings where there's a bunch of tenants, um, we'll try to offer those companies uh, a corporate package for their employees. That's both virtual and in person. So their employees could either use SiloFit from home, or if they want to do a group class in our spaces, they could, because we offer an instructor. So, um, so we're really looking at that very seriously as, especially coming to the U.S. where we think that's a, it's a good market. Speaking of the U.S., what are the, where's the next wave of, uh, of domination happening for you guys? So our, our first new market is going to be Miami. Um, so we're very excited to announce that um, we've officially closed a, a 10 million Series A. Uh, and we're going to be using that capital to expand into Miami, Chicago, and then three other cities uh, thereafter. And, uh, and in Miami, we're looking likely for an October launch. Congrats on the uh, fundraise. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, What's the uh, future hold? Like in a perfect world, how many silos are there in, in the US and Canada? Yeah, I'd say uh, ideally 30 to 40 per major US city. Um, so, you know, you can look at all the football cities and uh, obviously when we're at that point, you know, this business is gonna be raking in um, hopefully quite a bit and, and putting us in a position where we're at a unicorn status. So that's, that's really the bigger picture vision. I always say to the team, like our, our lofty or our bag, you know, our, our uh, bold, hairy and audacious goal would be um, 500 spaces in five years. I think we're going to do that in under that time frame, but that's our, our long-term vision. Awesome. Besides the silos and the big, hairy, audacious goal of, of gyms, are there any other areas where you see potential room for innovation and in like in the fitness space that, you know, you guys could see as like ancillary to, to what the core business is. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I view us dominating the fitness market in three steps, certainly not easy by any means, but I would say the first is our physical, uh, which is basically building out the silos. The second is the digital, which is creating both the silo fit and silo fit pro app um, to help support trainers and also build consumer products that help them have a better experience in our spaces. And lastly would be connected fitness. And this is a, a new component that we're developing where effectively we, we want to compete or, or go head to head with other companies like Tonal, Mirror and Peloton by essentially collecting data from all the equipment in our spaces and uh, providing that data into the app 
so that the user understands their, I guess, the workout that they did. But in addition to that, sending that data to their trainer so that the trainer, much like a doctor, can provide smart recommendations. So what the future looks like for me is where instead of just collecting data from, you know, your standard bike, like Peloton, it's more so now we're collecting the data from all the equipment in the space. And the moment you punch in that pin code, that data is being streamed to your profile and you have it, whether you're at the gym or at home, effectively creating a very, very smart gym of the future. Yeah, it's not only creating a smart gym, but it's also just like giving the consumer way more visibility into their own like health data, right? Which unlike the, the medical side, I mean, we're, we're in 2021 and it's still almost impossible to get good information about your health history from your primary care physician, right? Like it's, it's a very manual process. So I would imagine there's even further layers that you could pull down with connecting you know, fitness and health data to like medical records and a complete like overall picture of like a person's health should be able to be just called up on like on your phone, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, how big is the team right now? So right now we're at uh, 50 full-time. Awesome. And- Montreal in Toronto. And, and we made our first US hire about a week ago, very excited. And uh, we're going to be building out more of the team in Miami. And do you guys have everything in house, like in terms of like the maintenance and the the facilities and the cleaning and, um, you know, the the corporate as well? Or do you guys use like third parties to help like maintain the gyms and and, and make sure everything kind of up to date? Yeah, everything's done in house. Everything we want to make sure that there's complete quality control. So we do everything in house. Cool. Well, Wilfred, it's been great speaking with you, man. Thanks for joining the show. look forward to seeing you guys continue to grow over the next couple of years and congrats on the, uh, the series a congrats on entering the u.s market i'm sure you guys will kill it, it seems like an obvious like concept that you know sh- should have been there for a long time thanks so much matt i really appreciate it. it's been a pleasure and uh obviously very very proud to be one of occupiers customers and uh looking forward to working with you and the team uh in the future as we expand all right Wilfred, thanks again thanks talk soon